Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Sorry About Your Feelings. On today's episode, Leia and I decide to talk about politics, our shared experiences in Chicago, and why people can't fucking talk to each other anymore. Without further ado, enjoy. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, it's it's interesting how, like, we we can come together and have a difference of opinions. Even though, like, we, we can come, we, we tend to try to find common ground. Yeah. We try to find something that, even if we completely d- disagree on a subject, my goal is to find something that we can agree on. Well, and the other factor is if you don't, sometimes that also, I think people forget this, is that, A, no one knows everything. Like, let's let's start there. Like, for those in the back, yeah. you don't know everything. I th- and I have to tell myself this, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, let's... Let's, I mean, if you, if you don't show my parents this though, cause I do know everything mom and dad. I know everything. <laughs> I'm never wrong. The truth is in all honesty, in, in life and in walks of everything, if I don't learn something every day, I'm actually doing an injustice to myself. Like you, and you learn things from doing research. You learn things from listening to other people's opinions and from people who know things about things that you don't. Yeah. And so by not being open to having conversations with other people about topics, you're you're actually doing yourself an injustice and just continuing ignorance. So the idea for this is because I grew up kind of liberal. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I learned to learn and look into things myself, I lean more conservative. I'm a moderate, but I lean conservative, mainly due to fiscal reasons. But that's me. Now, can you explain kind of how you grew up and why <laughs> why your so, opinions were formed? So, I grew up very, very conservative. My family's all the way Bible thumpers, Republican, God is all, which affects everything for them. What religion did you guys practice? Uh, my parents are born again. Okay. Um, so, the church I grew up in was a non-denominational evangelical charismatic church. Okay. If you really want to... It is. It is. But so because of that, I never fit that. (laughs) From the time I was a little kid, I would ask questions and get told, shh, don't put your hand down. Or they just like wouldn't because they knew I was asking questions that they didn't have answers to. So, So from the time I was really little, I always was questioning things. It didn't mean I thought their opinions were right or wrong. Yeah. But when I started to not have to do what my parents told me. I turned out to be a little, a little more left than they are. Yeah. Now, okay. Not on everything, though. <clears throat> okay, but if you had to classify on on the spectrum of politics, where would you say that you lie? Are you more authoritarian or more libertarian? I would say more libertarian. Now, are you more liberal or more conservative? More liberal. Okay. Uh, do you consider yourself a Democrat or an independent? Growing up, I and like as soon as I started, like thinking for myself and not just doing what you were taught growing up, I would have said Democrat. Now, I feel like the lines are so much more blurred. Okay. For I think for everyone. I think it's so much more issue-based now than just, I, 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 that's you know, a, so that's like a kind fair of more observation. Ind- independent would so, probably be somewhat, but I would say overall I vote more Democratic okay. because of issues. Yeah. There are some issues that now, I'm now, very not that Now, who was the first president that you voted for? Uh, I re-elected. George W. Bush. And who did you vote for in this last election? Do we really want to go into that? No, we don't have to uh, really go into that. <laughs> I just think I just think it's funny that you transitioned uh, from George W. Bush I into I did to Hillary Clinton. So like uh, you know, sometimes you just you have to you have to vote against what what you didn't want. And this last election, 
for me, because uh, I had a lot of friends who were really angry at me when I talked with them, and they were like, well, you should have voted for Bernie, because I didn't mind Bernie. But to me, voting for Bernie was wasting my vote because he wasn't going to win the election. We just discussed this last election, this last presidential election was the first time I ever felt like voting because I felt so strongly. No, it's it's, that. And it's the first time I felt like it would actually matter because living in Illinois, living outside of Chicago and having conservative values means your vote goes to waste. Mm -hmm. So that's the same situation. You voting for Bernie is just stealing a vote away from a lesser of two evils potentially in, in my your mind. Pro- yeah, in my process. Yeah. So, and that's that's kind of where it comes from. Like I I have recently come, become very involved into politics and very informed on different subjects. I've gotten an education, graduated school, all these things that it was a different experience. So I've developed my own opinion as you have had yours, and that's kind of why I think because we we crossed paths, we have some commonality and where we can see each other where each other's coming from for sure so i thought that this would be a really good idea for us to sit down and discuss which kind of brings in like the first topic of how we've had these debates before Mm -hmm. and we're still friends yeah and a lot of people can't have them in the last two in the last two weeks i've lost two very good friends because i wasn't allowed to have my own opinion that differed from theirs which is awful it's a matter of I was I posted a tan in the five year old who was killed in uh, in North Carolina. He was Correct. shot in the head. I said it, I posted something that said say his name on that, and I was called a racist for that. Which I see where people are coming from, but I also feel like right now everything is so supercharged and super heated that you can't say almost anything. Which is sad because right now that is not what we need. Everything in our society and our culture and our politics right now everything is so fueled by by the situations that have gone down in the last especially in the last couple months yeah that have fueled this to the point where it is not that this hasn't been going on for eons and eons now unfortunately it's made it to the point where like everyone is so wary of saying the wrong thing or on the opposite side is the first one to jump down somebody's throat for anything they say being inappropriate or just wanting to help stir the shit pot, in my opinion, yeah, sometimes. Like, like, like Me posting this thing was the first thing. So this is, this is interesting. Instagram has had a very big bug for five or six years. I was a recipient of it. I had two Instagram accounts, one I'd never posted on, and the one that was the one that I developed over years. If you press the little triangle and say, share it with people, I never had the option to share to my story. Oh. I never had that option. And then I, I reported it over like, a year and I was I gave up on it right and then, some kind of a weird glitch and then the other day it shows up and that's the first story I posted and the first time I post something I get called a fucking racist <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna like pander and like try to uh, virtue signal like oh I have black friends no I my actions prove that I'm not a racist right so I'm gonna let my actions speak louder than than the words that I try to defend myself with well and and I, I get where people whoever this person that commented on it was probably coming from was like you know, don't take away from what that saying currently is being used for. But you have to look at things from all sides. You weren't trying to make the point that it doesn't, you know, you shouldn't say someone's name who is who is black who's been shot. But the, what you were saying, in the way I see it, is that don't forget that there are innocents on every side. And I that's was, what we should be more concerned Part about. of the reason why I posted it 
was to point out the hypocrisy of things. How there's no justice for this little kid in mm-hmm. in the same or not justice. There's going to be justice. They the guy was already arrested. Everything now, mind you, the father of this child had the man who shot his son in his home the night before for dinner. Fed him dinner, and then the next day, this man shoots his kid. He was trying to break bread and you know treat your neighbor fairly, and yeah. then this is what happens from it. Toxicology reports may come out to show that he was high at the time of doing this, and whatever right. it is, and. Most of the the shootings, they found out the toxicology reports come back after Michael Brown had stuff in his system, Freddie Gray had stuff in his system, and then most recently, George Floyd had methamphetamines, uh, cocaine, and fentanyl in his system. Not saying that that's a problem, but I mean... Right, it doesn't change what happened, it doesn't make it right, but it gives you a broader picture of the whole situation after the fact. And then the body cam footage came out, and there was clearly resistance in the arrest. Now... Does that justify yeah. what's his name kneeling on his Absolutely neck for eight not. minutes? Exactly. No. Like any like I But there was a reason he started to put force. Why he didn't stop means exactly. he's an asshole. Exactly. Like, he was clearly un George Floyd was clearly unconscious. There's no reason to still sit. Why the hell like I'm I'm trained in in some forms of military like combat. Yeah. And what he did was a blood choke. Well, yeah. you cut the blood off, and, and you can make somebody pass stop. out within a couple seconds. Right. And then it, they usually come up a few seconds later, whatever, in a daze, and then you have they're, they're, they're subdued. Subdued, yes. But he just and the way he was sat there with his hands on his hips, with a smile on his face, like it was yeah. just arrogant. It is, and, and it was it's shitty. It's yeah. really shitty. It's sad that it happened. Um, I don't think anybody disagrees that no, it shouldn't have, or it that should. it should have happened, except for like the extreme racists out there being like, "Oh, die, man!" Right, which is not, that, yeah. which is not the vast majority of people. It's a but small. It happened, and now the 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 only thing that I can say that's come good of it is that it has brought to light, and and brought to a head a situation that I think should have probably been handled a lot sooner. Yes, and brought to more people's. I can agree that there are there are discrepancies uh, between the way that whites are treated by police and blacks are treated by police. But you have to also look at the the crime. I think maybe later on we should do an episode on the politics surrounding Chicago and how we've gotten to where we are, how we are, where we are with the representation that has represented Chicago and claims they're here for change, but they've, the last time, well, that's, that's, here's a random question. When was the last time there was a Republican mayor of Chicago? I don't even know. He left office in 1931. <laughs> 90 years of Democratic-run city, and now they're finally like, we're going to change. You're not, no. Yeah, but we were also owned by the mob for a long time. Come on. Oh, yeah. But still. But we're the most corrupt city in but I mean, okay, the okay, United the, States. The, the mob was probably, yeah, yes. One yes. of it. No, least. no, no. We were voted the third most. The only third reason most. we were the third most corrupt city is because we paid somebody not to be first. <laughs> that sounds exactly right. That is that Chicago. Exact- At this point is when Leia and I decided to get off the topic of politics, and we started to move into uh, our experiences living in the city of Chicago, fueled by some of that conversation. Uh, I never really thought about it. Sometimes you just, you have to have somebody else tell you something to like make it click. The first time I went to New Orleans, um, I had a great trip, I had so much fun, right? My ex and I went down there, we spent a week down there, and we would ride on... um, their public transportation, right? Like mm-hmm. they're, oh, I'm going to say the wrong one. They call them street 
No, they call them trolleys. Trolleys or not? No, they call it one and they get mad if you say the okay. other. I, well, I I've never been. I think it's so. trolleys. I think it's trolleys. Well, I'm, I'm gonna sorry, say streetcars just for debate. <laughs> <laughs> but you could get a daily pass. I think it was like five, four or five dollars to ride all day until four a.m. on any of the uh, the trolleys or the buses. You could like hop on and off. Get it was four or five dollars for the day, mm-hmm. and I was like. This is amazing. This is exactly what public transportation should be mm-hmm. for the people who then you're not having all the extra cars. You're not doing all this extra parking. It's easy to get to and from work, Making it et affordable. cetera, and so on. And when I got home, I was like, I just don't understand why we don't do that here in Chicago. And then I looked it up and there is a daily pass and it's like $22 a day or something for it. I can't remember now. But it's ridiculous, and I think it's still only for the CTA, or only, you know, like, it's not for the train and the... Yeah, the train's like five bucks for a daily pass, but you can't use it on buses. Right, and so it doesn't coincide, and I was talking to my dad about this, and I was like, I don't understand, and he's like, well, the reason it's so expensive is because you gotta pay so-and-so, and he's gotta pay so-and-so, and he's gotta pay so-and-so, and And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right! Yeah, I mean, the, the reality of it is... If you actually go and look back, like cities have been designed poorly. I can't remember. I think College Humor does a video on this, on how cities went from being designed for people to being designed for cars. Mm-hmm. Almost every major strip in Chicago had trolleys on it at mm-hmm. some point in yep. time and public transportation worked. Well, now we've closed in the streets, so we can't do that again. But it's now it's like, okay, so if you had, if you took city planners now yeah, and you said, Plan this city somewhere and make it the most people-friendly, walk-friendly, public transportation. Mm-hmm. They would probably, I'd venture to guess, that they would go back to using streetcars. Or something To where you pay, yeah. you pay a tax for living in the city and you can just jump on. Yep. You don't have to worry about the payment system. Mm-hmm. It's tax-funded. But, I mean, and then it's like, okay, you come visit the city. You get to ride this for free because yeah. it takes you everywhere. You run on electricity, whatever. Like right. there's so there's many things. Methods, but yeah. now, okay. And it employs people. Yeah. And it, yeah. Well, and for me right now, so I am, uh, I got rid of my car living in the city a little, about a year ago, actually. And now I ride my bicycle almost everywhere, which the city is fairly bike friendly. Yeah. There are days that I almost die, but there are days that I don't, right? I mean, I'll, um, I'll be honest. There have been days when I've been driving and I've almost killed somebody because they don't follow the street signs. Correct. Yes. I, uh, so you have to be, and I try and be a responsible biker. Mm-hmm. I don't come to a full stop at every stop sign, but I see if there if there's a car coming, then I stop. Yes. It, that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, if I come to a major intersection with a light, I stop. I wait with the light like you're supposed to. Yes. Have I, have I sometimes, if nobody's coming... Dipped across? Yes, I have. I am an asshole. Yeah, but then you can then you can go into the you can go into the crosswalk and then you're te- technically, technically a pedestrian. Not. Well, you can jump off. But if you jump off your yes, bike real quick and walk, and walk across, you can yes. still technically d- divert yes. the. Lights. But I don't always do yeah. that. But yes, um, I'm not great about signaling, but I try. You, I like. But I, most people don't even know what the signals are. Oh my god! Like I keep watching people. They just start pointing in the direction that they're going. Which, in all honesty, makes more sense than the like actual. I mean, like because most people don't know. Yeah, what it I is. guess. I guess you're right. It's people, so if I go like, yeah, like this, right and you're signal, in a car, or if I put my right arm out because that's not actually what it is. Yeah. I, so we. It, but yeah. either way, um, I do ride my bike. I typically before before COVID, I uh, work in the loop. Right now, I'm not working in the loop. I'm working in my neighborhood. But it's about a four and a half mile ride to work okay. on my bike. It takes me about 20, 25 minutes. 
which actually is about the same as an Uber. And the same as, yeah. It's, and it's hell of a lot less time than it is if I take public transport. Saving money. And if I take public transport to work, it costs me $10 a day. Yeah, it's it's two dollars for one bus, two dollars for another $2. bus. Two fifty for yeah. one, two fifty for another. Whether I take the L or whether I yeah. take a bus, because I usually take one and one, and then I still have to walk part of the way. Now the nice thing is the bus runs long, and so does the 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 L line that I have to take. You know, on my bike I can do it in less time. It takes me almost an hour to commute on Public the buses and the yeah. to get down there. So a lot of times then I would not get up in time, and I would take an Uber, which was, you know, $8 each way. So when you think about things like that, those are even factors that come into like why our city is the way it is and how yeah. much it costs for people to take public transport. Have you ever, have you ever taken the red line from start to finish? Yes. You, like that was actually a, 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 an assignment in college. I had to ride the entire red line. Mind you, this is like, it takes Forever. Forever. So does the blue line. I've ridden the blue line both ways. So, so it's, it, it divides basically the city east and west. And then, but you go, like, after Roosevelt, you it's go under, different... you go underground, and then you come out, and it's the south side of Chicago, and you look to the sides of the road, sides of the trains, it's no longer buildings, it's no longer, right. it's highway. Highway, because you're in the middle. You're yeah. in the middle of the highway, and then it's, you're divided from it, but there's no lines branching off of it, Mm-mm. and that's it's these are the parts of the neighborhood that are the most impoverished the most violent crime the most everything now we're even riding the the l past those points can be dangerous yes because if you don't look like you know what you're doing unfortunately you are setting yourself up sometimes to be the victim of robbery and things like that be very careful i i'm lucky that i'm a fairly big guy I, I got looked at. There was a guy like st- selling CDs and Lucy's mm-hmm. and stuff, and he saw me. I was the only white guy on probably the entire train of like nine cars. He immediately moved to a different car when he saw me because he probably thought I was a cop. Something, or he's just yeah. like, I don't want to be around this because yeah. I was, I think it was at like 90 or 93rd, yeah, somewhere were, around there. You were, you were down a ways. And you don't see white people down there. No. Nope. So it's like, okay, cool, whatever. But it was it was interesting for me. After sharing some of our experiences in Chicago, we went on a couple of tangents before we started to circle back towards uh, politics again. And we started off with a discussion about how nobody knows how to have any fucking discourse anymore. Just, just, yeah, just pay attention. So, ironically, I learned this in school because I went to a school that has a good business school, but is a liberal arts school okay. at its heart, DePaul. Yeah. Right? I took a Greek mythology class. Oh, I love Greek mythology. That was my favorite course. Okay, so who came first, Plato or Socrates? Oh, fuck, I don't remember. I can't remember who, but they were. one was a student yeah, of the other. One was a student of the other. So uh, the, I think, I, I want to say Socrates is the old I think one. Socrates was a student of Plato. Maybe. I'm going to Google it. Socrates was the teacher. Plato was his student. I was right. Okay. So Socrates. I feel like it's that way. So Socrates came up with the idea of uh, the premise of that you don't know anything. Like right. being knowing is that knowing what you don't know is some like you have to figure it out. Yeah. And Plato turned that into the allegory of the cave. Correct. Which have you ever heard the do you know the allegory of the cave? I mean I'm sure I did. So in, in layman's term, you have three people, three prisoners who were chained up looking at a wall and all they saw were shadows. And over time they were depicting these shadows and trying to figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. One of these guys 
breaks free from the chains and goes outside and starts seeing things. And he gets to see the colors and gets to see what the shapes were, but he didn't know what anything was. Right. So he was facing the, the idea is facing the wall. You have no idea, but you're, you make up what, from what you know, you determine what you, what you're seeing. Correct. Then he was exposed to the truth and he gets outside and sees what's making these shadows and he, he it, it makes sense to him. And right. then he finally he goes back to the cave and he tries to explain it. But all these people, they couldn't understand it because they didn't know what he was talking about because right. they didn't know the truth. Yeah. That's the allegory of the cave. And that's okay. kind of how America is, right? My The biggest thing was I know that I don't know everything and I want to learn. So I, I challenge people on their opinions. Even if I agree with them, I challenge them to try and learn something. Mm-hmm. And it makes me stronger when I try to have conversations yeah. and I want to – it gives me uh, ammunition for my my argument. Right. Which brings me to another topic, which was today. So I have a friend of mine who is far more conservative than I. Mm-hmm. And she posted something on Facebook, and it was uh, basically that we should audit the Fed. Okay. I went to school for finance. I understand banking. I understand the Fed. I understand all these things. And I'm probably going to agree with her. That's why I came into this. But I openly said, hey, can you give me some information as to why you believe this? Mm-hmm. And Because I know she's she does a lot of Googling. Okay. And a lot of a lot of internet. This also, is... guys, Facebook is not news. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so she use your brains. Very limited sources, mm-hmm. right? Like she, like echo chamber of sources. Where I'm going to go here, here, and here. I like to look at both ends of the spectrum. Right. So I went to school with a bunch of liberals and and who who understand this. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit and then try to solidify her argument. So that way, if she comes across somebody, she can argue with them with the knowledge that they have. Yeah. So I said, all right, what, what's your basis for this? And she's like, she basically was like, oh, we should go on the gold standard. That's a that's a whole conversation <laughs> in itself. <laughs> The gold standard is not going to work, whether we're printing money or not. And then one of the biggest fallacies is, oh, the Fed is printing X number of dollars a day. They're also destroying that same number. Right. Like, we're not just making more money every day. Yes. If we did that, we'd be like Venezuela and a loaf of bread would cost $13 in your second board. Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous to think that a cup of coffee was $20 at one point in time. They were experiencing uh, six figure or not six figure. They were five figure growth in like tens of thousands of percent of inflation it's insane but so i went into this conversation with her and she's like this this and i just i presented arguments i'm in a i'm agreeing with her i'm not even like saying no that's not true this is that and she's like well why did you ask me if you had an opinion on this anyways and i was like i just wanted to know i wanted to know your opinion right like i want to know so she it eventually comes down and I said, why, why the fuck am I even trying this anymore? Like, this is somebody that I agree with. I was like, 95% of what you're saying I agree with, but I'm giving you a better... She's like, oh, audit the Fed. No shit, we should be able to audit the Fed. But half the people in this country don't even realize that the Federal the, the federal Reserve and the federal government are two different entities. Yeah. They aren't even connected. Right. And that's the first thing. Like, somebody's like, oh, well, you know, that like, they, they if they think they're connected, I'm like, all right, let Never me mind. just sit down here. Hold on. Let's, sit down here. Let's, let's start let's, with uh, let's the break basics. This apart. Yeah, let's break this apart. <laughs> well, it turns into, like, I'm not, I don't want to have this conversation, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm like, this is me agreeing, but it's, it's coming from somebody who's attacked so much on their opinion yeah. that they get defensive right away when somebody begins to challenge. And I wasn't even challenging her opinion. 
But it's you get defensive, and this happens on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's not just like I just want to know where where is this coming from? Right. What have you read so I can understand it? Right. And why, that way, why you feel this way? What you're thinking? Yeah. And my my whole opinion, I'm like I told her, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Blah blah blah. I was like, listen, all I was trying to do was I went to school for this. I want you to help you gain some information to support your argument against people that I know are going to challenge it, and I'm going to give you facts about it that that are textbook taught so you can you can do this and maybe expand your understanding of how this works no it didn't work have you ever experienced anything like this oh i can only imagine a few thousand times yeah but (laughs) i I mean we're friends yeah (laughs) let's be honest um i don't think i can list one off the top of my head just thinking about it but like i think it goes into how so many people don't know how to have a discussion or how to like talk and discuss and debate but not argue because yes. for me so fun side effects side effects side side side, side bar, effects. side effects uh thing side facts about me there maybe. you go there we go <laughs> i can talk english is my first language guys um <laughs> Uh, growing up the way I did, another fun fact about me, I was homeschooled 8th grade through high school. And your math skills oh, are so good. fully representative so good. of that. So good. Oh my, hey, <gasps> hey, what happens... No, let's not talk about that. What happens if you have a 5 and then a little 2 uh, up above it? It is not 5 times 2, guys. That's and not, it's, it's not what it means. No. That's not what it means. Uh, I had forgotten that. That's an exponent up there. Yeah. <laughs> let's listen. Math is not my strong suit. No, I never no, claimed it no. was. It wasn't my strong suit, but I got through it. <laughs> I struggled. I know. Guys, it's been a while since I was in high school. So, you know, the fact that I couldn't remember this last month is not my fault. Yeah, I would have um, graduated a full quarter sooner if I didn't have to redo math. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to retake a lot of high school math in college. Um, But when I was homeschooled, I taught myself a lot of things. So when you, everybody in high school has to take government. I really don't remember a lot of that. I'm not going to lie. I was almost kicked out of my government class. I bet you were. I'm not even shocked by that information. The fun story. I missed two weeks straight, three weeks straight of school. I came in and she said, you have two tests to make up. Okay. And I said, okay. She's like, when do you want to take them? I'll give you a week. And I said, tomorrow. And she said, are you sure? And I said, yeah. She said, both of them? I said, yes. 20 minutes into the class, I come back in with both tests and I got A's on both of them. And she's like, you cheated. I said, nope. I've watched Schoolhouse Rock. I understand what you're teaching. That okay, was guys, fr- I'm gonna go watch some schoolhouse. That was the first time. That was the first time I was almost kicked out. The second time was <laughs> it was this project where we had multiple groups. Like I was the head of a group that had a piece of government land. Yeah, it was a closed military base, and we had to decide what what group was most deserving of the property. Okay, and whatever group posed the best argument and got chosen by our group got a higher grade, got extra points. Yeah. So I was voted the leader of my group. No. So I'm the president of this board. I stand up and I go to each group. I was like, so how badly do you need a better grade? <laughs> and I went to all That's these. That's how government actually works. I guys. went to all my, all of my, all of these groups. And my teacher's like, what are you doing? And I said, asking for kickbacks. And she's like, that's not how government works. It and I was like, government works. I was like, whoa, exactly whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, what government are you talking about? Because this is exactly how it works. Yeah. But it is. But yeah, so th- that's how I almost uh, was kicked out of my government class. Oh, and that would I would have been a super senior. That was one of three classes my senior year that I needed to take. Oh my God, that's fantastic. 
regardless. Okay, good to know. This I'm very impressed. Also, I'm going to go watch some old Schoolhouse Rock episodes <laughs> so that I understand our government better. Because I will say that because of that, when I discuss certain things with people, mm-hmm. I know that I have a lack of knowledge of certain factors. Like yes. that I don't, it's the same as my math skills. Like I would not go into a math debate with someone right now without going and doing some research. Yeah. I know my weaknesses, okay? Yeah. But I love to have discussions with people about politics and about different parts of our government and things. But there are times where I have to say, I am not well-versed on this and I cannot have an accurate discussion with you with a counter-argument until I go do some research. Yeah. And I think that that's something that people don't think about doing. Because I don't know if it's they, they don't want to admit that they don't know something. I think that's I think that's hard for a lot of people to do. To it's hard for people to admit that they don't know something. Yeah, I think that's, that's but like there are times where people talk about like oh Senate or Congress or this, and I'll be like hold on I don't remember the difference between the yeah. two hundred percent. I need to go refresh my memory. Yeah, I like I am I am one who I it's I've often been told it's not what I say it's how I say it. Yeah. I come off with a very you know, in charge tone. Yes. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. But, you and me are the same person. But I, I am, I'm, I'm here to inform people. And sometimes like when somebody says something, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. They automatically get defensive. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like, listen, right. listen, what you've been taught is wrong. Like, I had a gun debate with somebody and they're like, oh, this, that. And I was like, that isn't even factually correct. <laughs> like you can't even Google that. I don't know where you came up with that. <laughs> Facebook. Like, it was exactly a face. I, well, I read this article, and I was like, well, that article Does is, it was too dumb to do their own research to tell. Like, it's one thing to pass facts, but it's another thing to pass blatant bullshit, ignorance as yeah. fact. But every time I go into a conversation, I like to challenge people. I like, I, I pride myself on 60% of the time. More than half the time, I can have a conversation with somebody and argue their point better than they can. And every time I do that, I walk away from the conversation wanting to have learned something. And I walk away being like, I did most of the the, the teaching. I, I, I learned them right. good. I learned them good. <laughs> because it's just like like I'm and it, because it comes so easy to me. Like I'm I pick things up really quickly and I retain stupid facts for some mm-hmm. reason. But I, we've gotten into conversations where oh, I've yeah. easily been like, I I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't 100%. know, and I'm like I'll I'll I, like I'm not even gonna fight this. I have an opinion on it. This is my opinion, but if it comes up again, I will be more informed the next time we discuss it. Correct. But there are certain people coming from a point of authority. Now, what I say this is somebody who has been educated or educated in air quotes. Yes. Educated being Facebook or. Education Just to their friends, yeah, like right. be, in an echo chamber of sources, like the, it's all one point of view, and they come from a point of authority, so they think they know a lot. And as soon as you try to point them down, they aren't even willing to listen to that opinion. Now, I've got a degree in finance. Will I listen to somebody's opinion on finance? Yes, I will most most certainly listen to their opinion on it. And I, just like every opinion, there's two sides to it. Yeah. So I'm going to listen to it. It's so difficult for some people to get off that high horse of authority and humble themselves to listen to somebody's opinion. Yes. Like that's something both of us have been on both sides in conversations with both of us. Yeah. But I think the fact that we can sit down and have a conversation and the fact that 
we've we've known each other what probably a year and a half now. It was yeah, like a year and March. A half, two years. It yeah. was like March of last year when we actually met in person at the, at the polar, polar punch. punch. That yeah. was the first time we met in person. We had talked a little yeah, bit before so that. Yeah, year and a half or so. In that time, I've had other friends that have, like I said, walked out real quick over not even like one of them. Like I didn't even read what you had to say, and right. I was like, I was like, all right, cool. I was like, good luck to you and and all your future endeavors. Mm-hmm. They told me to, to educate myself, and I quote, I, I gave them quotes from sources they were using, and I said, why don't you look into the other side of the aisle and educate yourself on other people's opinions? The reality is what I was being treated with was bigotry. Yeah. And she said, you're a, like, one of her arguments was, you're, you're a cis white male. And I said, and, and Christian, she's like, and I said, yes. And nowadays, that's my opinion is is foregone and that's bigotry is dis is, is treating somebody differently because you don't agree with their opinion. That is the definition of bigotry. Mm-hmm. And th- me saying that she was like, I don't even know. I, you, you can't say that. I said, I've never experienced racism, but I've experienced bigotry. I, I experience it all the time. I live in Chicago and I'm mildly conservative, which means I'm a Nazi. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That was the first thing I thought about. I walk around <laughs> with, with patches all over my clothes <laughs> Like it's so it's like if you take um I can't remember what it's called but it, the, the, if you take the spectrum of polit- politics just left and right mm-hmm. in Chicago if you it's the right starts at moderate mm-hmm. so if you are a moderate you are viewed as as, right. as alt alt right wing super conservative oh, yeah. because the spectrum has shifted so far to the left and I cannot remember what it's called oh. I it was so far left that I had a a, a class with a kid from Los Angeles mm-hmm. smart kid. And he had moderate views and he thought I was, he thought I was a liberal. And I said, no, no. He like, he came up to me. He's like, well, what do you feel about this? I was like, dude, I'm, I'm moderate. He's like, and he, he gave me his opinions. I was like, that's not, that's not right wing. That's not conservative. That's moderate. But he grew up surrounded so much by the, the liberal ideology and the, 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 the progressive ideology that he thought being a moderate was being a conservative. Right. It's, it's. It's well, and crazy. I think, like we said earlier, the lines have blurred from what they were. I, I don't think they've blurred. I think they've just, they've just well, outright just become, shifted. Yeah. Well, but it's become, well, and that's, you know what I think is one of the funniest things also is when you think about when this country was founded. This country was founded by Republicans, but at that time. No. Yes. The Democratic Party was at the founding. Republicans didn't come until 19 or 1850. Oh, yeah, sorry. Misspoke. They're the Democrats, but they were more of a Republican view. A republic. Yes. That's It's yes, a republic, yes, yes. not a Republican. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. like, it was the Democratic Party. But back then, those views were much more, I mean, while they were, like, let's let's be free and almost more libertarian at that point, for sure. Yes. Th- th- it but was... it was a much more what... Republicans are nowadays than what Democrats are in some ways. And so, so it's it's a funny way that the country has progressed. At, so at that time, what they were thinking was very progressive. Yes. They very were progressive. they were the left at well, that right, time. Well, right, because yeah. we were coming away. Yes, we were that, they away were the this. left at that time. But and then and then they slowly became now our founding fathers are all right. Would be right wing conservatives, right? Yeah, yeah but and that's what I mean by that. Sorry, yeah, guys. no, no. It's I, my I, brain was melting I was, as I was, I was, I was trapped. as I was going with the you. reason being is like I like a lot of people don't realize. So this is part of my research when I researched Chicago mm-hmm. last last Chicago mayor that was Republican left office in 1931. He was very corrupt, but I mean that was the 19. 19- <laughs> he was in in the 1920s, like super corrupt. Corruption was everywhere. The mob ran everything. They, uh, they but, don't now. 
He, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I didn't. So see the, have you ever heard of the, Have you ever heard of the Wig Party? The Wig. The Wig Party. It sounds familiar. But so it was, the, it was the it was the America's always been like a two party system. Right. You've had Democrats, and then it was the Whig Party. Well, the Whig Party was they were kind of wishy washy. Okay. They would go to certain areas and say, "Oh, we're we're for slavery," and other areas they would go, "Oh, we're against we're, slavery." Yeah, they would. They, it, yeah. It's kind of like you know we're just going to tell you what you want to hear. It sounds okay. familiar to a lot of the things that are going on now. What? But they went defunct in. 1852 or 1854 i think it was 1852 and two years later the republican party was founded in ripon wisconsin really yes 1854 i'm almost positive you're you're responsible for this dude the first the first president (laughs) that was a republican was who uh as an actual republican um i have no idea abraham lincoln Oh, okay. That means so I was like, I'm trying to the, think. The Republican Party was founded on the premise that all men are created equal and that slavery was wrong. Correct. They they took off where the Whigs were. Now, keeping that in mind, 1852 was the last time the Whig Party was anything. They have had just as many mayors of Chicago as Republicans. And it is 2020. And they have been gone for well over 100 years. <laughs> just saying. There might be a uh, uh, monopoly on politics in Chicago. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Do you think it has anything to do with the toll money? Because I do. Uh, I think it might. <laughs> I mean, the tolls. Have you ever heard of a tax being like, be like, ah, oh, shit, we don't need this anymore. Like, <laughs> we're not going to tax you for this anymore. No. One. What? Soda tax in Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck that. But they only did that for like six months. And then she ran for mayor. No, you had your your best idea was the worst idea ever. <laughs> I forgot about the fucking soda tax. Oh yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Oh, tax sugar. Thank you again. We all hope you enjoyed this episode of Sorry About Your Feelings. We have a few more hours of content from this day of recording, but moving forward, we promise to put forth a much higher quality product. Now that we are starting to learn how the hell all this shit works. Hopefully you look forward to the next episode when Leia the Ice Queen and I talk about relationships or relationships. Either way, hope you can't wait for the next episode. (laughs) 